The Litro Lab Podcast. Real Road by John Kalistad. The tall, deciduous trees of the misty forest rose up around her like spectral beings. Their outlines blurred in the foggy light. Some leaned out over her, like they might topple at the slightest breath of wind, but that was impossible. There was never any wind, was there? Honestly, she couldn't remember. All she could recall was walking along the train tracks. On the old railroad beneath her feet, bones crunched with every step. The cracks echoed through the silent forest, making it very hard for the young girl to stay focused though on what she wasn't sure. The knapsack had long ago grown heavy on her back, and blisters were forming on her feet, where the raw leather of her shoes rubbed against her bare skin. And then the voices came. Follow us, they whispered enticingly. Come with us, and you'll be safe. They scared the girl at first, being the odd voices they were, But in time they calmed her. The soothing lilt of the murmured words seemed to bring strength back into her weary body. She felt almost as if she could feel the soft hands, created from the mist itself, leading her forward. She could perceive those gentle gestures, brushing the muddy streaks from her face, gently combing the twigs from her hair, taking her hand and showing her the way down the railroad of bones. The old, rusted metal tracks looked as if they'd not seen a train for decades, with the wooden crossbeams nearly rotted away entirely. The tracks seemed to part and come together at random, snaking through the eerie forest like a labyrinth. At times, the girl looked around her and feared she'd gone right around in a circle, going forward only to come back where she'd been minutes before, but still they led her on. The quiet, foggy voices reached her again, like a chorus of people lost in the mist. They wanted her with them. Come to us. She felt herself straining, struggling to draw herself forward even though it hurt. She found her knapsack growing heavier and was forced to stop and release her shoulders from its weight. It fell onto the bones below her feet with a crunch, and she knelt beside it. Her curious fingers drew themselves over the leather straps of the pack, wondering what was inside. Was it odd that she couldn't remember? Nimbly, her hands untied the complex knots holding it shut and dove inside to discover its secrets. Her slim hands filled with dozens of glassy marbles that spilled pleasantly through her fingers with tiny clinking sounds before falling back into the burlap sack. She dug deeper, wondering what else might be beneath such an odd treasure. But there was nothing. Only the marbles. Why had she filled her knapsack with marbles? Contemplating this, the girl lifted one, bringing it up to eye level. It proved to shine with a thousand colours that she had not noticed before. Elegant reds, pinks, oranges and yellows danced within the tiny orb, a relief for the eyes that had seen nothing but the muted blue-greys of the forest. She placed the marble back in with the others and drew out another. It seemed monotonous compared with the first, at a glance only green shivered on its surface. 
When she pulled it closer, though, a million shades of vibrant lime and cool pine entwined themselves through the core of the marble, shifting as she moved it. Her delicate fingers held up more than a dozen marbles, one at a time with the utmost caution. She found each to be brightly dancing with a different set of colours that shone when she held it up, just so to the faint foggy light of the forest. Each one she returned carefully to the pack, unable to explain the feeling she had that these were very, very important. She retied the knots and sat down on the metal railings of the tracks, staring at the knapsack in curiosity. She wondered if she could sit there forever, examining each individual marble to discover its swirling personality. It wasn't as if there were much else to do in such a monotonous place as this forest. One hand traced the lines of the worn canvas bag absent-mindedly as she pondered where she was. She had never seen such a forest as this before, with such old railroad tracks. How had she gotten here? When she cast her mind back, she discovered that the only memory she had was the soft palette of the woods, with nothing before. This thought, which should have scared and confused her, had no such effect now. It was, in fact, a pleasant realisation. Why should she wish for any place but right then, right now, with the old tracks as a company and the marbles to satisfy any need for stimulation she might ever come across? Come with us. The voices came back. She felt the mist caress her face gently. Night falls. Night falls. Hurry. The child was shaken from her reverie as she stood back up, her toes curling in her crude shoes and a few wispy strands of hair hanging in her face. She pulled the sack of marbles back onto her back, marvelling that she could lift it now that she knew its contents. This time, when the canvas straps settled down onto her shoulders, she didn't feel the weight so much. It felt almost as if they were floating with her, always present but never burdening. She was calmed by this, and allowed the voices to lead her on. The forest was darkening. Twilight seemed to have reached its end, and the voices grew more agitated, more urgent as she followed the tracks deeper into the woods. The land began to rise on either side of the railroad, as if it had been carved straight through the hillside. The bones grew denser strewn violently below her feet as if they had been rejected by a beast and left to disintegrate in the forest. The air grew colder and the mist thicker. She wrapped her arms around her sides as she trekked onward, feeling more tired yet lighter as she went. It felt as if she barely had to move, as if the mist were supporting her and pulling her onward despite her aching muscles. She felt a shadow above her, and looked up at the underside of a thin, iron-wrought bridge that arched over her head like a gateway. As she passed below it, she felt more weightless than before. Her feet barely stirred the bones beneath her, and she thought that she had started to glide, that maybe the mist had picked her up and was carrying her forward. The cool, soft tendrils of fog surrounded her, as she continued between the hills, practically feeling her way along in the glowing semi-darkness.
Welcome. The hushed voices greeted her, just as she emerged from the fog into a bowl-shaped valley. Trees rose up on all sides, quivering and vanishing into the fog high above. The tracks ended, abruptly, to be replaced by soft moss that she could feel through the worn soles of her shoes. It was springy and comfortable, unlike the bones. In the middle of the glen sprawled a shimmering lake, as velvet blue as the sky and reflecting the stars that managed to shine down from above with glittering clarity. The girl was standing alone at one end, no longer able to feel the soft hands of the fog that had guided her along. Instead, the milky tendrils clung to the sides of the sloping valley, coalescent at the opposite end so that she couldn't see through it at all. See yourself in the water, the voices whispered from all around her. Step forward and see yourself, and then come to join us. Cautiously, she took a few steps forward, not noticing as her shoes dissolved into moss and fell away from around her feet, leaving them bare. She knelt before the water and leaned out over its glassy surface, barely realising that she didn't know what to expect to see. The image that the water threw back at her didn't startle her or scare her at all. It prompted her to bring one hand forward and touch the surface of the water, gazing down with nothing but curiosity. The water still rippled beneath her fingers, but she could not penetrate it. It was as fluid as a glassy ocean. The girl gazing up at her wasn't the part that piqued her interest, for she looked just like she supposed she looked now that she thought about it. But she felt as if she were missed. The fingers that stroked the surface of the water were transparent and vaguely luminescent. How had she not noticed it before? Her fingers had looked so solid when she had been inspecting the marbles. Or had they? She was a being composed of mist. Thick, swirling mist that felt light and free, but still bound to the earth. Her feet were foggy around the edges, sunk deep into the moss that tickled her toes. When she reached a hand back to touch the knapsack, she discovered that it still felt very real, the woven canvas rough beneath her translucent fingers. She barely felt it at all as she stood back up and gazed across the starlit lake to the thick, whispering fog that beckoned her onward. Come to us. Don't detour. Come to us. She took one step, tentatively, out onto the surface of the lake. It shifted and rippled beneath her weight like it would if it bore a twig or a leaf. She took one more step, feeling the soft, trembling water that wasn't solid but supported her passage. The wall of mist grew nearer before her, and as she grew closer, there were faces that appeared. Men's faces, women's faces, children's faces. All of them looked towards her with quiet patience, watching, waiting. When her feet touched the solid ground again, the mist separated. It seemed now that every face had a body as unique as living flesh. 
One figure's form drifted forward as she landed. His face was calm and his features sharp, but she could not tell his age. Without a word, he raised his hands, palms up, and extended them toward her. The girl felt the knapsack pulling heavy on her shoulders again. She lowered it to the ground and opened it, to find each tiny orb sparkling brightly, all their colours mixing and mingling into a soft rainbow light that illuminated her misty hands. She plucked one from the top, recognising the swirling purples and blues, and held it out towards the misty spectre. He cupped his hands, and she dropped the glass orb into his foggy palms. The glass exploded, its colours streaking brightly through the misty figures and out across the lake, taking on a form of its own in ribbons of light. They intertwined together right over the water, the soft purples and blues mixing with shades of dark grey she hadn't noticed before. She remembered. A cold night, snuggled in the blue armchair beneath a soft lavender blanket, watching the thunderstorm outside. A memory that had not taken place in this forest, was it from before? She took another glass orb and dropped it into his hands. Yellow and red exploded over their heads, the light taking on a completely different form as it soared through the sky. Like fireworks. More and more misty spirits crowded forward, stretching their hands out before her, encircling her. Not one touched the marbles themselves. They all waited for her. Obligingly, feeling the memories growing within her, the girl whirled marble after marble from her sack, placing them in the hands of the ghosts and watching them burst. The colours weaved around her, lighting her pale form, one after the other. Blue, silver, golden, red, lilac, green, ginger, persimmon. The memories came back to her with equal force. Summer, Christmas, the family cat, her house her friends, her school. She pulled the last orb from the knapsack, gazing at it wonderingly, not understanding how quickly the memories had run out. This marble held no colours, no apparent hints of the thoughts it might contain, but she held it out anyway, looking for someone to give it to. Their hands had all melted away, back into mist. The first spectre offered up one hand, and she dropped it into his palm. It did not explode, but rather rolled between his fingers, where he held it without a word. He nodded towards her hands, and she cupped them and held them out, her fingers itching to feel the marble in her grasp again. With a smile, he took the very last memory and placed it in her grasp. It exploded with a force she felt all through her ghostly body. A thousand colours wreathed around her, picking up her misty hair, filling her with a feeling of warmth she hadn't realised she was lacking. The colours died almost as soon as they had come, and the girl looked to see that the strange spirits had crowded close together, like mist often does. Their faces watched her anxiously, as if they wanted to speak to her but couldn't manage. The spirit man held out one hand for her, waiting. Somehow, the girl knew that she would vanish if she went with him. 
She didn't want to take his hand. She wanted to cling onto that last bright, colourful feeling the memories had given her. There was a burning need inside her to find out what it was. She felt agitated and thin, as if the mist that created her body might dissipate and leave her a lonely spirit with no place to go. It would undoubtedly happen if she didn't accept the man's hand. She couldn't explain how she knew, she just did. And so she focused all her energy on that warm light, on all the little memories she'd seen, and that last feeling they had given her. A smile touched her face as the word came to her, pure and simple, with a meaning so crystal clear she was certain it was right. Life. She stepped forward and touched the man's long fingers. Her spirit exhaled once, like a breath of wind, and she was gone. Subscribe to Literal Lab Podcast on Spotify.